guys, more team. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old time hockey? Piss on old time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb. Yes, hello. Between the Stammers, Art Aronson alongside Caleb Kirby. Free agency bonanza. Well, I guess it's pretty much over here. We're getting into all the moves that the Canucks made as well as all the moves around the rest of the NHL. It is a July 3rd cast here already. Holy smokes, we're into July already. The Canucks, one of the big players at the trade deadline. Or the uh, free agency, that is. (laughs) Take two. Yeah, free agency. Uh, I guess we should start there. The big signings by the Vancouver Canucks says we all expected it to happen, and it did. I think it wasn't a secret that the Canucks were going to go hard no. after Tyler Myers. No, it wasn't at all. But, I mean, like, there was a lot of pissed off people about this man. Including you. You said on this podcast from the first moment, I don't want Tyler Myers on this team. Yeah. I don't want to sign him to that big contract. Yeah. Uh, here we are. Tyler Myers, five-year contract. 30 million. How are you feeling about it right now? Well, you know, last week you pretty much banged that number on, you know? I should go back into the audio and find that. Five mil. Yeah. um, I mean, sorry. uh, What was it? Five years at six mil, 30 million? Yeah. That was a pretty good guess. And even when you brought that up to me, I said, I still don't really want it. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm going to give Tyler Myers the benefit of the doubt because he does improve the team. I'm just worried about where this franchise is moving going forward, and I didn't want to get close to the cap. And now with the Luongo recapture penalty, this signing, I, I like. I mean, the the Ben one's fine. Yep. I, I'm worried about how the Canucks are going to dump off some money and trade some players because we still got Louie on the books, mm-hmm. right? And it's more that type of worry. But I mean, as far as the team improving, yeah, they've improved. Like the D has improved. Tyler Myers. Helps this D get better. What do you see in Tyler Myers as a defenseman? Well, I mean, he's big. He makes a good pass. And I said it's an upgrade on our power play. I mean, I like if if I was Travis Green, I would be, you know, chomping at the bit to get Edler just off this thing in general. You know, and I think uh a guy like Ty- Tyler Myers is would be a great quarterback for a second unit. Quinn Hughes would be you know, the ideal quarterback for the first unit. So I think he can help there. He's got more offensive upside than, you know, pretty much all our defensemen other than Quinn Hughes. Yeah. His problem's in his own end, right? He's a big guy, and he doesn't close on people coming at him as well as a lot of people think, and he isn't as physical as a lot of people think. You're six foot eight, but you really don't do that much as far as working on the boards, pinning guys down. It's not like Chara in his prime. He's a different kind of defenseman. It makes sense to get a bigger defenseman in here when you look at the rest of the defensemen on the NA, on the Canucks. Yeah. Bringing in Jordy Ben, two years, four million. I think everybody likes that contract. Yeah. Uh, these are two guys that can bring a little more sandpaper to your back ends, right? Well, I think Jordy Ben definitely brings the sandpaper. I got I, I have my doubts about Tyler Myers doing that that exact thing. I think Tyler Myers' strengths are necessarily his grit. Like he's big. He's imposing, right? So maybe players don't want to, like, mess with him too much, but I don't think he has that mean streak. Whereas I I think Ben is a more meat and potatoes, classic-style defenseman who will stick up for his teammates and will do a lot of the things that 
Canucks fans have been like, like clamoring for. That one game last year that Luke Shen had where he was just like beast mode, hitting everything, doing all that sort of stuff. Jordy Ben is a good replacement for a guy like Luke Shen. He's an upgrade there, in my opinion, uh, coming in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy with what they did here. Again, I'm more... Cons- and Myers is I'm more upgrade. concerned about the money moving forward. The okay. team is better. The D is better. Yeah. You wanted better D. Yeah. We've gotten better D. We've gotten better D. Everybody's upset that they've had to spend money to get better. Yeah. And right? actually, I like their little flyer they took out on Oscar Fantenberg, too. Like, yeah. I think that's that's a fine move. He he played all right when he was in Calgary. He played all right when he was in L.A. Just a one-year deal yeah. for the 27-year-old, 850000 He can be a depth defenseman. He's a depth chart guy who may knock out a guy like Biega or, or be able to play with Biega if one of these guys gets hurt. Let's be honest. We still have two guys who aren't exactly like the most consistent health wise. And that's why I think this Canucks projected lineup on the back end will probably look a little bit different because we're going to get some more insular minutes for some of these players. So yeah, I mean, I I think the D has been improved upon. Uh, Tyler Myers, uh, according to Jim Benning gets up and down the ice with ease, has incredible size and reach, but most importantly, he's a character player and role model. That our younger players can emulate. That sounds like such bullshit. I, I can't stand that stuff. <laughs> like, what? What does that even mean? But I have heard from pretty much everywhere, like, Tyler Myers is just, like, a quiet, like, stoic dude. Yeah. You know? Like, he goes about his business quietly. He comes in. He works hard. He leaves. He's not any... He doesn't cause any sort of drama. There's no issues there. He's just a good teammate to have. He's a, he's a rock. I was seeing some jokes online where, man, dude, do you even lift? Like... He's so tall, and he's, like, rail thin, it looks. Because he's so tall, right? Well, he's got that long neck, right? Which yeah. I think throws a lot of people off. Yeah. But. Here, he was asked by the media, Tyler Myers, why he chose Vancouver. Uh, I look at the team. I look at the city. Yeah, my family's from Kelowna. Um, you know, not only am I very excited uh, where the team is at, you take a look at the jump uh, that they made last year. Uh, that was exciting for for me to see uh, when making my decision. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try and be a piece that can ultimately help them take the next step forward. Uh, so it was very exciting for me in, in that aspect. Uh, when you looked at the original reports of like seven years, seven million or eight million, yeah, or whatever, that's, that was cause for panic. And, that was and, insane, and, though. That was insane. And insanity. for good reason. That was insanity. Yeah. I thought we all should have looked at that and been like, that can't be right. Yeah. Like, that was like agent propaganda. But that's what people kept reporting, right? And it, that those numbers kept coming out. And I understand the fury of like Canucks Line and why they saw that and why they were against this guy even coming here. I 100% totally get that yeah right my my one of my concerns is like even in this press conference of the reasons of coming here you know he's a guy from Kelowna he wants his family back here it's it's he's at that age now 29 where he's looking to plant his roots and sign that contract to move his life going ahead and I get worried about this with a lot of players because it's like is this their uh, I'm gonna settle down time and just play this out and see where it goes now that I'm comfortable I don't like it when athletes get too comfortable I think it's like I think it's dangerous, and and a lot of organizations. I'll talk about your New England Patriots here for a second, right? They don't cater to those types of players. They want gamers. They want athletes to come in and and be hungry for it. And I worry about the hunger sometimes when it comes to guys moving back home or doing this or settling down. And in both cases, with with Myers and Ben, 
you know, Ben also said, you know, like I'm coming home to play in front of the hometown crowd and and do all sorts of that stuff. Yeah. Will that elevate his game or will it not? Jason Garrison, when he came back here to play in front of his uh, crowd that he was so into and everything like that, he was an absolute bust, a colossal bust. Yeah. Right. So I I do kind of worry about this from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. player is different, though, right? True. Every player is different. Uh, Myers scored 31 points in 80 games last year, which isn't like a huge number. It's fine. Um, J- uh, Jordy Ben, the brother of Jamie Ben, uh, according to Jim Benning, he's an experienced defenseman who brings leadership and versatility. His steady presence will be an example and support to our young players. This is an upgrade, like you said, on what was the defenseman that you said? Luke Shen. And Myers is an upgrade on Hutton. So there you go. This still, to me, though, the defense, when you look at it as a core, the top six defensemen now we're looking at, Edler, Tanev, Hughes, Myers, Ben, Stetcher. It's still going to bank on... Can Edler and Tanev stay healthy? That's what it's gonna. That's what it's yeah, gonna bank you, on. Yeah, but you right? have insular players that that have, I I would say in the last year proven that they are are decent. Like Saltner came up and he played really well. Yeah, I think if the Canucks still hold on to him and he can come up and play well with those guys, that's fine. The lineup that you said of Edler, Tanev, Hughes, Myers, Ben Stetcher, I don't think that's gonna be what what they're going with. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think it's gonna be Edler, Stetcher, Hughes, Myers, Ben Tanev. Oh no, no. Well, you can throw out. You can throw out whoever playing with who. I'm just no, but I'm just talking pairings wise. That's yeah. that's yeah. Okay, that's fine. But I yeah. just start, those are the top six defensemen. Yeah, that's absolutely. I'm throwing out there. Yeah. So, uh, but those are big minute killers. Yeah. Well, Edler you Levy's waiting in the wings, right? Yeah. Like I, I think they have enough depth wise to be okay here. All right. So free agency happened. Canucks had to say goodbye to a few players: Marcus Granlin, Derek Pouliot, Luke Shen, Brandon Gaunt signing with other teams. Ben Hutton's still out there. He's still out there. Ryan's, he's still floating away. Yeah, Ryan Spooner's contract has been bought out, so he's out of here. Uh, the Canucks did make one other signing. They re-signed Tyler Mott, one-year, $970,000 deal. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Like that one. He was great yeah. last year. Yeah, he, he was awesome. He did everything we wanted from him. Yeah. Right? Had anything, everything we wanted from him, he brought. So, um, I Do think you we give guys like, like Beagle and Schaller... You know, the benefit of the doubt for one season. Like, I don't think Beagle had necessarily a poor season. I don't think he was as standout as much as people wanted him to for how much money he's making, for mm-hmm. how long he's here. Yeah. And then Schaller's season was absolutely abysmal, but I think part of that was him being in Green's doghouse. Do you forgive those guys and and want them to continue on this team? Do you uh, give them a little more rope? I think J.B. Beagle, for sure. Like, I saw quite a few glimpses and moments from him. I don't know if he just didn't feel comfortable at certain points, if he was injured at certain points. He is a great fourth-line player. Yeah. Like, you want... If you can have this guy on your third or fourth line, fourth line is where you'd really want him, and he can play to the, the, the highest level of his capabilities, you're looking pretty damn good come playoff time. So, for me, yes, he's worth it. You gotta... You're sticking with this guy. He gave him a pretty good contract. He... He, he it has to be within him to come back this offseason and be the guy that he's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, as for Tim Schaller, if we're playing the Dallas Stars every game, then yeah, <laughs> you know. But I 
That guy was a healthy scratch for most of the season. I don't expect anything from him. I feel like he was Nothing. an insular player to begin with. Like, yeah. when he came in, I was like, this guy's barely going to make the lineup if he makes the lineup. And it's it's totally up to him to cement it if he wants to be here or not. But that said, maybe he was given a little too much. I mean, it's not a big, big deal with him. But, I like, I, I was a little disappointed in Schaller. I thought we were getting more just seeing him, how he played in Boston you know, the year before, he looked like a better player than what he showed last year. But there's just such a logjam down there. And now Godet is vying for a spot, you know, in that bottom six. And it's just like with, um, I with Sutter and Beagle there, do, do you move Sutter to the wing? Do you put Godet at center or do you vice versa? Like, what do you do? Seems like a lot of dead weight. But I think we look at it as fans thinking, oh, man, we got just we just have a whole bunch of bottom six players. And they're all going to fit into this puzzle somehow. But that's not how management looks at it. That's not how the coaching staff looks at it. The yeah. coaching staff looks at it as we got all these players fighting hard every night for a spot in the lineup in that bottom six. Let's figure it out. Well, but really, in the end, they're all just the same type of player. But it's also addition, like it's addition by subtraction, but it's also. Um, keeping guys waiting in the wings to come in and play, right? Guys who jump in in the middle of the season, maybe earn their spot a little later. Like, there's nothing wrong with depth. We're we're, we're talking about moving guys out of here, and I completely agree with some of these guys. Got to get out. I don't want Louis here. Nobody wants Louis, Louis here. Doesn't Louis be doesn't want to be here. Louis doesn't even want to be here. Like, let's get rid of him, right? Yeah. He, he has no place in this bottom six. But Schaller is a guy that's a little more interesting to me. Um, but don't you want to give those opportunities? I want to get rid of Sutter players. because yeah. of the fact his injury history has killed us, mm-hmm. right? But then you also have Levo and Berchi now who are looking like they're going to be moving down to that third line, right? Where does Godet fit in all of this? It's a really good question. Uh, we want Godet to be the third line center. Yeah. That's what we want from him. Yes. He showed flashes. He showed some clutch flashes. Oh, hold up. Hello, everyone. The lunch ladies at reception. The lunch lady is at reception. Thank you. Mary's just got to get in there, eh? Thank you, Mary. Yep. Yeah. She makes her weekly uh, appearances on the Geek Out podcast and Between the Stammers. Yeah. She's just got to get in there. Uh, where were we? So we're we're wondering what what's going to happen with Godette. What's going to happen with this tops this bottom six? This is. Like, I think we know who the top six forwards are going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, if you look at it, it seems like it's pretty set in stone. Like, yeah. you have JT Miller, yeah. you have uh, uh, Pedersen, Besser, and then on your second line, you have Horvat, Pearson, and then who's who's your other guy on that line? Either, like, Goldobin or maybe uh, Levo, right? Berchi? And then, yeah, and then Berchi might drop down just because he's on that one side of the wing. He's on the left side. Yeah. So he might be playing with a guy like Godet, and it's either Levo or or Godet on that. I mean, Levo or, um, who did I just say, Goldobin on that side. Goldobin, yeah. So it's like it's it's very interesting to kind of look at that. Who uh, who from those players would you like just out the door? We said Erickson, we want him out the door. We'd I, like to get rid of Sutter. I'm, I'm tired of Sutter just because he can't yeah. stay healthy. It's yeah. got nothing to do with him as a person or as a player. I think he does some things well, but I think he's You're a little, more of a fan. I think than he's him a little redundant when when you got a guy like Beagle here, and then you have yeah. Vertanen, you have Antoine Roussel, who's eventually going to come back and he's going to make a difference. He yeah. did last year. Yeah. He was our best free agent signing last year by a country mile with yeah. how he played. Yeah, surpassed expectations. Yeah, right. So it's just like, yeah, I'm. 
I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. I don't mind if a guy like Schaller sits in the box, right? Yeah. No no problem with it. And Vertanen fits in there down down in the 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 bottom six too. Maybe he could make a jump up to that second line. Who knows? Yeah. What grade do you give Jim Benning for this free agency? You know, it's not even over yet because they got to do something about Brock Besser. He's a restricted free agent here. Well, then let me save the grade because that contract is going to make a big difference. Yeah. And for some of the money some of these other guys have been signing, I just, like, it worries me. I know everybody's looking at that Kevin Hayes contract like it's an outlier. Like, what the hell was Philadelphia smoking? But that, uh, that Anders Lee contract that just happened, even though he's an older guy, that was a lot of money to command. I just... Yeah, I I hope I hope we sign Besser for something reasonable. I hope it's in the seven seven point five max range. You think so? That's what you think that's going to be. I uh, hope I hope I hope it's seven. Yeah. What do you think? You think it's going to go eight? No, I don't think it's going to go eight just because he hasn't played enough games yeah. in the league. Like, I think that's gonna that's gonna hold his agent and him back in negotiations. The fact that he's missed thirty five games over his first two seasons, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, and you look at comparatively when you look at Ajo making 8.2 or something like that. Yeah. Sorry, Brock, you're not Sebastian Ajo right now. Ajo's right? the best player on his team. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be under eight. We'd like seven. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, probably seven and a half because Jim Benning likes to give out more money. He, he calls them fun <laughs> coupons. He just throws out the fun coupons. <laughs> yeah. Go to the number five orange. Spend a couple fun coupons. <laughs> nah, Brock's a stand-up guy. I don't oh, he is. He, I don't yeah. think he frequents there. I, I like. We have to re-sign him. It doesn't matter yeah. what the the amount of money is. We have to re-sign him. Like he's yeah. he is a piece. Yeah. And a very good one. Yeah. Moving forward. Uh, so we talked about the players brought in there, and the players hoping to make this lineup. Right, there's because there there is going to be a lot of fucking in that bottom six. Who fits in? Yeah, it's a it's a f- clusterfuck. Yeah, and are you happy? Guys? And it's not over. Like they yeah. gotta move guys. Yeah, are you happy with some of these guys that have left? Yeah, like, I, I don't like Spooner and Gaunts and Pouliot and Grandlin. Yeah, the only one that kind of the only one that kind of hurts me is Hutton. Yeah, and 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 everybody else can be fine and Hutton was fine he was fine he was like his rookie year we got a little drunk on him because he he came in and he he played well and he was a late uh round pick yeah right and uh everybody liked the way he skated the puck out and stuff like that and he had that big smile there's a lot to like about Hutton and and part of the reason why I like Hutton is his disposition he just seems like a a good dude yeah right but um if you want to win you know, losing Hutton isn't going to be, like, detrimental to your success. Is this team good enough to make the playoffs? Yeah. I I, I mean, I feel like I say every year the Canucks are going to make I thought they were going to make it last year. I really did. And then we got closer, and we were, like, in December. I'm like, they're, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. I think even with these improvements, they are good enough. Because I look at other teams that made their moves. Like, Calgary and Edmonton did nothing. Mm-hmm. Edmonton's hands are tied. They swapped goalies. They got a little incestuous with each other. Like, they didn't really do much. I think the Canucks are a better team. Arizona doesn't scare me. Anaheim's no good. Anaheim's crap. LA's no good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I I think they're a playoff team here. And 
Are they good enough to make a run like the St. Louis Blues? Probably not. Well, the Central's fucking scarier now than it was even last year. Yeah. The Central's, it's always been good though, right? Yeah. So, you know. Uh, are we happy where the Canucks are in net? What other move would you like to see Jim Benning make here? I'm f- I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine right now. I'm I'm good. If we go into the season with this team and the prospects coming up trying to make the team, you're happy. Yes, because there's too many guys on this roster. The only moves I want to see are guys out, out, not guys in. Yeah. We're good. Okay. Goodbye, Louis Erickson. How are they going to get rid of him? <sighs> I don't know, man. I, like, he... I don't think anybody wants him. Should we go break his legs and you go on long-term injury? Yeah, give him the old uh, Tanya Harding treatment. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, hire some goon. (laughs) Hire some goons. Jeff (laughs) Galuli. Or what was it? Jeff Galuli was the guy who hired somebody else. Anyway. Galuli, yeah. um, uh, Yeah, I don't know what you do. I think you just bury him in Utica until he just says, get me out of here, and then you go, all right. Give him the Wade Redden treatment. Yeah, beat it. Yeah. Uh, there was also a rumor going around. You kind of brought this to my attention. I didn't hear this, but it had to do with Adam Gaudet at the at the uh, draft. Yeah, Corey Hirsch was talking about this on uh, Sportsnet. He was just saying, uh, like, Nashville was in pursuit of this player. And, like, Nashville needs a centerman, mm-hmm. right? Like, Turris is not living up to the expectations that he wanted. And Nashville apparently made a couple offers that the Canucks shut down. Well, they did sign... Matt Duchesne. I understand that, but that's yeah. one, two, and then down that, they, that moves tourists down the depth chart. But I think they want a younger guy to step into that role, and I think that's what, why they're going for a guy like Godet. So this is interesting to you because Godet has some value. Yes. I think we all know that he has some value. Because yes. we look at him and be like, we want this guy to be our third-line center pushing for that second-line center. Yes. Role. That's what we want for yes. this guy. We want this guy to be our third-line center. I do not want this guy in Utica. I want this guy centering our third line, and Sutter can beat it. You know, he can either get off this team or he can play a wing somewhere. I want Godhead to be successful, man, and I want the Canucks to put him in a position where he can be successful. And that is a major, major – that can be difficult for a franchise to do when there's too much of a logjam. Look what happened with the Leafs and Josh Levo, right? Josh Levo's a, a competent player. Yeah. Yeah. We had him probably maybe a little too high in our lineup in, yeah. in the top six. But, yeah. I mean, Levo next year in a bottom six role, I think is going to do really well. I think so, Especially too. if he is playing with guys like Berchi and Godet. And that's why right? getting Miller to push him down the lineup was also a good move there, yes. I think, right? It helps yeah. two players. I think it helps two players. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. 100% agree with that. Yeah. And, it, like... We don't need two lines of checking forwards. Like, our third line needs to be a little dynamic and be able to pot some, right? Our fourth line can be checking and, and, and grunty and do all the Jay Beagle digging that Jay Beagle does. We don't need two lines in our bottom six that are both absolute plug shows, right? Sorry to call those guys plug shows because they're not, but, like, I mean... We need some offense from our third line. We need some energy from our third line. We need guys who can skate. We need young guys in there, right? And that's why I like that combination, if that combination moves up. Or maybe or maybe Vertanen gets in there somehow, Yeah, you know? Okay. Or Roussel comes back and he plays on that line, yeah. right? That line should still be energetic and still have offensive capabilities to be a threat. Last year, it didn't feel like our bottom six was much of a threat. What's more, what's, okay, I I look at that and be like, yes, of course we want our bottom six to be solid 
and contributing. But this still is going to come back to whether Petey and Besser are going to be point-per-game players. Yeah. And that's what we need. Yeah, and that's right? fine. And if that happens, you can kind of forgive a lot of this shit what happens in the bottom six. Don't you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I and I I don't see any reason, like, I mean, this. I think this JT Miller experiment, I don't know if it's necessarily going to work with, out with him on that top line, but I think Petey and Besser are both showing that they're amazing players, and they're going to be great. No. And I, I like throw Miller with them, throw and Pearson with them, throw give Horvat. other guys chances Horvat. with them. Yeah. Hor- well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe make that line with two centermen and them. Maybe who knows? Yeah, who knows? Right. But I think the Canucks have enough in the top six to jar some goals. Yeah. Right. So like, I this mean, is a team that was twenty sixth in goals last yeah. year. We got to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And and a, a big part of that is our back end getting better, and our back end has improved to push play and also contribute scoring wise. Yeah, Quinn Hughes is going to make a major difference this back is there. Really exciting. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah, and and I think Tyler Myers offensively, that is where his game is good. Running a second unit power play, I can totally see him do that. I can't wait to see an Edlerless power play. Like I, I don't want to see any more shots and shin pads and the dog up the ice with the stupid fucking reverse pass that takes half an hour to happen. I like Edler thirteen seasons on the Canucks running power plays. Yeah, ninety four goals. That's it. Not good. Enough. Like, why are you on a power play? Yeah, you know, oh, assist. Uh, yeah, Stop passing those shin pads, Daniel ever. and Henrik, for your entire career. Of course, you're gonna get some secondary apples, breaking like, sticks fuck. and hitting yeah. shin pads. That's what he's been doing on the power play. But that's got, my dude. That's my number one hope next year is that just like we see some goals from the back end that are just goals on power plays that should be goals on power plays. We haven't seen that in Canucks line since Sammy Salo uh, consistently, and he was consistently inconsistent because he was always fucking hurt. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we've been through now the draft, and here we are a few days after free agency. You don't want to yet give Jim Benning a grade yet for the offseason. No, I want to see what that Besser contract shakes out to be. Yeah. Again, it's like it, Benning is getting criticized for everything that Benning does uh, fairly, right? Like, he gives players too much money. He gives players too much term. Yeah. I'm not saying that he didn't do that again. You know, it kind of looks like I kind of think he might have been able to get Myers a little cheaper. Really? But it's not my money. So that's where I, I have a little bit of a sticking point with him. I think he's done fine. You know, the players he's gotten, I'm happy with the players he's gotten. But, I'm again, I'm worried about term with him. And I think that's everybody's major sticking point with this guy is what? how is he going to overpay somebody, Yeah. you know? And it's going to come back to bite him in the ass when you have to sign Brock Besser, when you have to sign Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes and everything like that. Well, so. I hope it doesn't, but I mean this is this is Benning's last stand in my opinion. If the Canucks don't make the playoffs he's out. with these moves that he just made again, yeah. he's probably out. I think he and I didn't want to say that earlier because I was worried, I didn't know what he was going to do at free agency, but like these are big enough splashes to warrant you know, off with your head here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Alright, well, that's all the Canucks stuff I have. You want to move on to some of the Sure. Craziness that was the free agency bonanza. Yeah. All right. So what was the big move that kind of stuck out to you? Well, I I, like it's weird. 
I don't think it was the biggest move of the day, but I'd like I am so intrigued to see what happens with those Dallas Stars. Right. You got your Dallas Stars uh green on today. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, man, signing these older guys, I can't believe Pavelski, and we were even talking about this on this podcast a few weeks ago. I thought the Sharks were gonna re up him for sure. Yeah, what happened there? You know like there's a captain on the team. Doug Wilson is a ballsy guy. There's no two ways about that. They spend a lot of money on a lot. Eric Carlson, probably too much. Well, they got three defensemen there that are commanding big coin. Yeah. Right? So Pavelski, like moving him going somewhere else, you know, he's three years, twenty one million. He's making seven million a year. Looks like the Sharks just simply couldn't afford him. So they had to let go of their fucking captain, man. That's crazy. Pavelski, like I know they want to re-sign a guy like Timo Meyer, and I know Timo Meyer has been good for them, but Pavelski has been good for them for so long. He's one of the most consistent players in the NHL. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to go to Dallas and he's going to play on that second line as a centerman, and he's still going to do what Pavelski does on that line and also on the power play. He's got the best stick in the league for deflections, man. Yeah, he does. And and when I see this, he I re- averages forty goals a season. Yeah, I really wonder. Like, that is like a one-two punch and a half in Dallas now with those two top lines. And I will say that Dallas gave the St. Louis Blues yeah. all they could handle. I had no idea who was going to win that series. Yeah, and yeah. and 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 just with this guy on your power play now. With with Sagan shooting and Pavelski yeah. tipping, like yeah. and those defense, whew. the defense offensive defensemen they yeah. had there and in uh, in Dallas, Heiskanen, Lindbergh and, and Heiskanen, yeah, that power play to me now just like seems absolutely savage. Yeah, you know if you have Ben Pavelski, Sagan, Klinberg, and Heiskanen on that top first unit dirty. and you're taking penalties against the stars you're in fucking trouble man yeah. and then if you want to throw out a guy like perry who got signed for nothing yeah. one year at 1.5 million on that team this has tom McV- thomas vanek written all you know? over it is that not what this has yeah and you could put him on your second unit and he could be an absolute nuisance in front of your net and do a lot of the same stuff the dallas stars are old they're gonna be slow but they're fucking intriguing yeah i think they're the most interesting team in the nhl moving into next year uh, Corey Perry there. Do you think there would be would have been any space in Vancouver for him? Maybe, but I don't know. Where where would you put him? You're not going to put him in your top six, I don't no, think. No, you don't think so? No. No. You don't want to Thomas Vanek him? It's an interesting question. Right? Yeah. I just remember how awesome Where do you put him? You put him on a Vanek. line with Pearson and Horvat? Yeah, that'd Harry, be fucking... Perry, Horvat, and Pearson? The PHP line? That would be dirty. Yeah. Hard to play against. Yeah. You know, really hard to play against. But, I mean, he just he just. But was who would you... So, you'd have to push someone out of the he lineup. He was just so bad, too. He was just so Well, he was so really injured. He only like played, like... last late. few seasons. He only played. He's yeah. only played a few games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. So, yeah, it's it, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What What do you think is the most interesting thing? Or? There was a few interesting moves, but I, I thought the Bobrovsky to the Florida Panthers, seven years, ten million per year. Like, what are they thinking? Like, and I like Bobrovsky, but th- this is a contract that they're gonna regret. Yeah, it's it's really too, soon. It's too long. Seven years is too long. It's too Se- much money. Seventy too. million dollars is is too much. I guess. Dude, Quenville though, man, like I, so I, you, so Luongo's out. Let's just find a guy to replace him. Well, they got and him. pay him the exact 
you know, that kind of... They got him a, and McElhenney. Yeah. Yeah. They're short up at, at defense... I mean, at uh, goaltending now. Yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know. I think Florida's going to be one of those teams that squeaks in next year. Yeah. They're, they're right on the bubble. They always seem to be right there on the bubble. Joe Quenville is... One of the few NHL coaches that I'm just look at and I'm just like, yes, this guy will actually make your team better. There's a lot of NHL coaches that I'm like, yeah, he's a fine coach. I think Quenville actually makes his teams playoff contenders every year. Yeah. Speaking of one of his teams, there was also an interesting signing as well. The Blackhawks signing Robin Leonard for one year, $5 million. How the fuck didn't the Isles dial this in? The like yeah, what happened there? So the, the Islanders went ahead and they picked up a goalie, Semyon Varlamov, who yeah. has struggled. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't there. understand what is going on in the, the goalie the, the Islanders world right now. With with that, they whiffed on Panarin too. They were at, they yeah. were hunting him, and then Panarin ends up going to the fucking Rangers. Imagine Panarin playing with Barzal. Yeah, Ooh. that would have been sick. Yeah, that team would have been so good. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't. Really? Well, it's the Big Apple. Yeah. Well, they're both. I guess Islanders don't even have a home. It's a little more cachet. Yeah, they're homeless. Playing, it's a little more cachet playing with the Rangers. That's right? true. But I yeah. mean, like, yeah, missing out on Leonard. Like, how do you not get that guy re-signed? And then they give Anders Lee way too much money. Anders Lee. Yeah. Well, he's a good player. Anders Lee's a really good player. Yeah, I don't. He's good. I mean, uh, a couple of trades were made too. But before we get into those, let's, uh, Matt, Matt Duchesne to the Nashville Predators, seven-year deal, $8 million annually. Yeah. $8 million. That's, That's fine. They got PK off the books. They're ready to go. It's true. He uh, 70 points in 73 games last year for Matt Duchesne. Dude, that, uh, they needed this. They needed this so bad for their one-two punch up, up front with tourists kind of shit in the bed. Yeah. They needed this second-line uh, offense driver, and Duchesne will do that for him. Duchesne, yeah. they're going to crush it. They're well, going to be good, too. That central, man, is it's a fucking arms race. Yeah. Who won the Stanley Cup this year? The Blues in the central. Will the Blues even make the playoffs next year now? Like, with how not. loaded the central is? Yeah. A uh, couple other things, okay. Uh, let's talk about the trade. Tyson Berry, Alex Kerfoot to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Nazim Kadri, uh, Kale Rosen, and a third-round pick. Toronto's 2020 third-round pick in next year's draft. What I don't get is how, how does... Colorado retain half of Barry's salary. Yeah. Like, Dubas, like, how did he make this work? Kerfoot's an awesome Kerfoot's a very player. good player. Yeah, he's a you very know? solid player. And yeah. he's going to be the third-line center, probably, in in, uh, is in, this, in Toronto. Is this like Colorado just having so many good players that they're able to ship them out like this to yeah. get the players that they want? Well, is Barry, that what this is? Barry's contract is big, and then they got to they gotta make room for the Rantanen, and they got to make room for Landy. Yeah. Right to resign, yeah. and they have so much on D. And Ratnan's an RFA, just like Brock Besser. Yeah, they have so much on D that that they're fine. Yeah, with the with uh, what's the what's the defenseman that just came in at the end? Kel McCarr. Yeah, McCarr. Yeah. yeah, he's obviously just gonna take the spot of Barry. Boom! There you yeah. go. Good to go. And I don't think I don't think Barry solves Toronto's problems though. No, like not he's a lot another of sandpaper. offensive guy. Here's Nazim Kadri yeah. going. Nazim Kadri does some stupid fucking things. And oh. that's probably why he's out of Toronto. Nazem Kadri also scores like 30 goals yeah, he's as a, a third line. Yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, He brings a lot of sandpaper to a team that doesn't have a lot of sandpaper, yeah. right? And when you look at Toronto, they're the most talented team in the NHL. Yep. Right? I hate to say it. They are. And getting Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot, like, man, 
This is really nice stuff, but they just they don't have a lot of sandpaper that back, back there. That's, is, and that's going to that be a problem. That back end is going to get walked. They're going to lose. They're going to yeah. lose to Boston in the Tyson, playoffs. Tyson again. Berry isn't a defensive player. Like he's he's yeah. awesome offensively. Well, there was a lot of rumors that he was yeah. going. The Canucks were going to make a deal yeah. for him, but you know maybe the Canucks well, had Canucks, to give up. Canucks should have. Yeah, but the Canucks probably would have had to give up. You know, Vertan yeah. and Gaudet. You know those. You know, first round picks, that sort of thing. Yeah. To get him. And Jim Bennings put his foot down on that, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like the trade. I think um, Colorado's going to do some things. A lot of people say Colorado's poised to be the next superpower in the Central. I'm a little worried about how young they've gone. I think they might have gone too young here, and they need guys who know how to win. Yeah. Is Nazem Kadri a guy knows who knows how to win? Not really. Uh, Phil Kessel got traded to the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Does that almost feel like purgatory going to the Arizona Coyotes? Dude, Galchenyuk's that guy's bouncing around all over the place. Yeah, nobody right? wants Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah. So Alex Galchenyuk and prospect Pierre Olivier Joseph goes the other way. I think this is a good trade for Arizona. You think this is a good I trade do. for Arizona? I don't like a single thing that fucking Pittsburgh did in free agency. I think they made some huge mistakes. They traded that Brandon Tanner Mata and yeah. gave Brandon Tanner a shitload of money. Yeah. What? And then they got Alex Gilchaniak. It's like, how are the... the <coughs> Jim Rutherford's going in the Hockey Hall of Fame this year. How is he making the Pittsburgh Penguins better this year? It he's, doesn't make any sense to me. He's trying to keep Crosby, Malkin happy. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do here. Yeah. I don't know. Phil Kessel. They seem like the next team that's just going to like slowly... Well, they're already slowly drowning into the tar pit, really. Yeah. Yeah. They got swept last... Uh, year going into the playoffs. They have these two players that are getting older. I'm not saying that they're not generational players. I'm not saying that Crosby isn't still one of the best players. He is. If not the best player in the NHL, because yeah. he is. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a team that's slowly starting to sink, and I think we can all see it. And I love right? it. We love it. Yeah. Well, we I don't like it. the Penguins. Yeah. Fucking how many generational players do you get in the draft? Jesus, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, like, I, I think it's really interesting. There's there's some been some weird ones. I like Nyquist to Columbus. I think that helps uh, the Blue Jackets. Um, the Aho thing, I think, is the weirdest thing that happened. All before we get into the Aho thing, uh, Gustav Nyquist. Season. He was a guy that the Canu- that maybe that the Canucks would would target. Yeah, but I guess they went Miller instead. What what would you have been happier with getting Gustav four years, twenty two million, or going with J T. Miller? I'm happy. I'm happier with Miller. Okay. Yeah. Really. What about you? I would have been happy with Nyquist, I think, at that at that deal, and the way the Canucks are coming up to the cap here. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe Miller is going to change my mind here, and you know, right away, he could change a lot of our minds, right? I like. I think. I think Miller just has more sandpaper to his game offensively. He's going to be better on retrievals and that sort of stuff than a guy like Nyquist. Nyquist is a good player. He can shoot the puck. If you had taken Nyquist, though, you probably wouldn't have to give up that first round pick, right? I don't know. Don't have, I wasn't at the. I wasn't at the fucking table. Well, Nyquist was a free agent. Yeah. And Miller, you made the trade for him. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where. What the thought process is there? Yeah. Just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Aho. Strange. Strange offer sheet. First offer sheet we've seen in a long time. Since 2013. Yeah, that's a long time. And Montreal, which they do some strange things. Uh, Bergeron there has been doing some strange things for my money. Dude, I think he's done Ber- some strange Bergevin things. Bergevin 
I was talking to a Habs fan, Persian and he, he liked this. He's like, I like the offer sheet. I'm like, why do you like it? And he's like, well, it shows, you know, Montreal's serious about getting a guy. I'm like, yeah, but now he handcuffed himself until fucking Carolina goes ahead and gets this deal done with Ajo at the last minute. Now all the now the blood's in the water. All the other GMs in the league can be picking up guys, and Bergevin has his money tied into this stupid offer sheet that Carolina is going to match. Well, if you're really serious about getting this guy, you would have offered a lot more Hate money. Hate man. Yeah. yeah, you would have given him a lot more money than what he's worth. That's what he's worth, 8.2 or whatever it is. Dude, he is the best player on Carolina. Like, he is probably the main reason why Carolina made the playoffs last year. Yeah, this deal just doesn't make a lot of sense because if you offered more money, the compensatory... The- compensatory? Compensation whatever. That's what I'm trying to say. The compensation... <laughs> the compensation would have been more. Like, this, this was... Uh, by offering him that amount of money, I think... It was like one first-round pick or something like that. If you offered him more, it would have gotten up into the two and the three first-round picks. That's classic Bergevin, though. Which Bergevin probably wasn't willing to do, right? Just dipping his toes in, right? He's one of those guys who doesn't jump in a lake. He just (laughs) he stands on that ladder, and he slowly dips his little toes in. He's, ooh, I'm so cold. Then he gets up to his waist, and he chickens out, right? This is such a chicken shit move overall by the Montreal Canadiens. I don't understand it. Like... If you're going to do it, do it. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. And don't hurt yourself with this offer sheet still on the table. Because you can't make an offer sheet to anybody else right now because you got this one in the mix until Carolina, who are going to stonewall you into the last second to actually make this pick with Ajo. You don't think they're pissed about this? Of course they're pissed about it. I would be too. That's why offer sheets are kind of dirty pool in the NHL, right? I Yeah, it is dirty. And it... it, it it's uh, the way the collective bargaining agreement has it set up. You just it doesn't make a lot of room for anybody to make these type of moves. No, it just doesn't. No, yeah, unless it's like fucking Connor McDavid or something. You just uh, you just don't uh, you don't make a you don't make a move like this. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's all my free agency Canucks bonanza. Free agency bonanza I have going on here. Curb, is there anything I missed? You're really trying to sell this as a free agency bonanza episode. That's all I got. I, we want to. We gotta. We gotta call it that, right? Is that is that what we're gonna call it? Well, that's what you're calling it. <laughs> that's what I'm I guess it? I'll go along with it. <laughs> Damn it, Kirby! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really have much. Um, I I think you covered all the big ones that I've I was thinking about as well. Yeah. And, uh, Panarin was the big one. Too. Yeah. Did we talk about that going to the Big Apple? Yeah. He, well, uh, yeah. He, he was the best player in free agency when Car- Eric Carlson got signed. Then it, even with Eric Carlson not signed, you could argue that he's the best. He was the best player. I still don't think that n- the Rangers are even remotely close to being close, like remotely close to being a, a team that'll make the playoffs. So. I just don't think they have enough. Yeah, they're to me they're two, three years behind the Canucks in their rebuild. Yeah, even getting um, Kako, Kako, and the defenseman from the Jets, um, Truba, Truba. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You need a lot more. You need more. I mean, when you got an aging goaltender, too, you're going to need a little bit more there. Yeah, and Lundqvist has got to be kind of happy with some of the things that have gone on this offseason, but he probably is seeing his opportunity to win a Stanley Cup really dwindling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At least he's a Swedish rocker. (laughs) Caleb Kirby, where can we find you? At Kerban23 on Twitter. You can find me at Art Aronson on all social media platforms. Uh... Please give us a rating in, 
on uh, Apple Podcasts or Podbean, anywhere there, that'd be very helpful. Uh, you can email us at betweenthestammers at gmail.com. All right. Thanks. Adios. 